Hi, you're listening to the I Don't Know, Let's Ask My Mom podcast. I'm your coach, Karen, and this is episode 47, How to Leave the Pity Party. Hello, guys. Um, this past week was a rough week for Annika because Karen was gone at a girls' camp for the past, what, mom, like five days? Are you kidding me? Okay, that's dramatic. It was three. Okay, it was three <laughs> days. Worst three days of my life. I'm not even kidding. I'm like, <laughs> you so left at the worst time ever. I needed to talk to her. I was, you know, missing my mom. Like a normal Aww. 23-year-old. And, um, but she got back, she got back from the girls' normal. camp. Normal. So normal, okay. by the way. But she got back from the girls' camp. She was kind of telling me about it. And then she was telling me this story about like how she was feeling sorry for herself at one part of the camp. And I was like, stop right there. This will be an amazing podcast episode. So I'm going to make her share the story. And we're going to talk today about self-pity, feeling sorry for yourself, the negative effects of that. Karen Edwards, jump right into it if you don't mind. Okay, I would love to talk about my self-pity. <laughs> <laughs> to the public. Yay! Yes, that's what we do here. This is so fun. <laughs> okay, so last week in, in our church, I get to work with the yeah, the the girls, right? Like the teenagers. And I love it. And every summer they go to a girls camp. I got to go and it was so fun. It was freezing, but it was so fun and love getting to know the girls. Like, it's like you just get to know them more, you know, like when you're in an environment with less distraction, no phones, no boys. It's just like so much easier to like get to know these girls. I loved it. But myself, some self-pity did pop up for me. And I wanted to talk about it because um, self-pity, although it is a very normal emotion for us humans, we've all felt it. We're all going to feel it. Um, it, You got to keep your eye on it because it is one of those indulgent emotions. There are helpful emotions, even helpful negative emotions that we feel. We process, they move through us. Self-pity is one of those emotions that just cannot really leave if we focus on keep focusing on it because you know like the the one of the main points i want to make in this episode is that whatever you focus on expands okay so if you're in self pity you keep your focus there it's going to expand and and then we get stuck then it moves into victim mode right and then it just starts affecting everything so I just kind of wanted to talk about it so that when it does pop up for you, you can like be aware of like what you could do so that it doesn't grow. Okay. So, um, I think for me, I know I'm headed to self-pity when the first thing I notice is I'm starting to feel sorry for myself. Okay. That's just like my first clue. So what happened is, um, when I was up at this girl's camp, you know, I don't have my we can't charge our phones. We can't charge our things. Yeah. And I wear hearing aids. I have severe hearing loss. Literally, Annika's talked about it. If I don't have my hearing aids, I do not hear anything. It's crazy. So, it's actually crazy. 
That's, I think that's something actually a lot of people don't know about you. Because it's oh, hidden. Yeah, I thought we talked about that. I'm sure we've talked about it Yeah, on the no one sees them. No one realizes. And when, and when I have them in, I'm great. And, and I also really good at reading lips too. Like if I can't quite catch everything you're saying, I, my reading lips kind of helps. Anyway, so I'm up at, at girls camp and my, my hearing aids go in a little charger, just like AirPods, right? Like, and then the case is charged yeah. and then the case anyway. So we woke up really early to get to the camp and it was the first night and, and we're settling down for the night and all the leaders are staying in the same tent and it's a pretty open space so it's already hard to hear like the bigger the area the less I can hear yeah and um so everybody was settling in getting in their sleeping bags and this is the time when the leaders can kind of start chatting right like the girls are all in their beds and now it's time for the leaders to just kind of connect and visit and my hearing aids died and so I mean I had to put them in the case to charge so I am deaf yeah and I can hear, like, I can't hear words, but I hear all these women talking. And and I just started to feel sorry for myself that, like, I wasn't part of that. And I also even started going into, like, they must pro- they probably think I'm a snob or that I, I'm not interested in what they're saying. Oh, yeah. And, and although I did, I did tell them, I'm deaf now. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, we all Morning. joked about it. But... As I'm laying there, like freezing, I did kind of go to self-pity and feeling sorry for myself and that it's not fair, you know, that I can't hear. And all these women, like I just felt, I started, and then that led to like, something's wrong with me. Right. Right. And like, almost kind of like, I'm like older than them, but I'm not, but I feel older because I'm deaf, you know? And I just started, it just started like being kind of. Just self-pity is all I could say is what I felt. And so I thought, you know, it lasted for a while. And then I I was like, wait, hold up, hold up. What do I say to clients when this comes up? And I, and I kind of self-coached myself the next day, but I did sit there. I kind of fell asleep in my self-pity. Yeah. And so it's, it's been recent. So I think it'd be good to talk about just because it was so recent for me, but a couple, a couple definitions of self-pity is, um, one is it's a self-absorbed unhappiness over, one's own troubles. So, so self-pity is selfish. It's like, I'm going to only focus on me, even though it's not in a good way, it's still focused on me. Yeah. So everybody else is blocked out. Um, and it usually, another thing that I found that it leads to it is usually an individual attributes failure to external factors perceived as uncontrollable. So that's where I started is like, like, I'm a failure because I can't hear, right? Like, this experience is a failure with these women because I can't hear, Yeah. right? Like, I'm basing my experience and, like, giving all the credit to the fact that I have hearing loss, which is a circumstance that I can't control. Right. Which is just, I mean, this is the whole reason I coach is to help people realize you can empower yourself. You don't have to just let circumstances rule you, right? And And on a daily basis, I do well with this. Like, I... You know, I am very grateful for my hearing aids. So I'm like, I'm pretty much am normal when I have my hearing aids in, right? Like I, this has just been the first time in a long time that like I didn't have access to them and it, I had nothing else. Like I had, I'd never have to experience this yeah. because of my wonderful hearing aids. Right. But like this was scary for me that to is like scary. I get not that. have control. It's like, you know, like someone not being able to find their glasses. Totally. 
it, it's like that. So anyway, um, so let's, I just want to talk about some aspects of self-pity that people might not realize. Okay. Because I think the more we understand it, the more we can like have awareness that it's coming and you can like start fighting the battle before For it sure. gets too big. For sure. Okay. Self-pity is very isolating, right? Oh I was just gosh. completely isolated, so literally isolated in my sleeping bag alone. And then my thoughts are isolating me even more. So that's, that's self-pity. Um, it's hard to see past it, right? It's hard to get to gratitude. It's like picture like there's, you're in, you're in a forest and there's trees, but past the trees is this beautiful beach where life is beautiful, but you just can't see past the trees. You're yeah. just so focused on the trees. But if you could just kind of like move over a little bit, you can see past it. Mm-hmm. Self-pity is just really hard to see past Yeah, once you're there. Um, and it exaggerates, right? It exaggerates what's happening. And then that's where people start. Everything goes wrong for me. Why do I have to have all these problems, right? Mm-hmm. Like my life's the worst, you know? Yeah. And it's not. My life is beautiful and I can't hear. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, all the hard things happen to me, right? Like yeah. that's, that's, it just exaggerates everything. And then it also, along with um, self-pity comes a lot of ruminating and anger. It's like resistant, resistance to life's circumstances, right? And so that's just kind of what it looks like, okay? Um and it's indulgent, which means once you start, it's going to be really easy to keep going. It's very habit-forming. And it keeps us stuck and powerless, right? Because whatever you focus on expands. And if I'm powerless and I'm weak because I can't hear, guess what? If I'm thinking that, what do, what do our thoughts do? They create our results. So then I am powerless and weak. And then I give up yeah. on life and just trying. And just go into my cave, and my little death cave, and cry. Um, and then after all that, then you go to victim mode where you need someone else to come make you feel better. You need attention for this now. Luckily, I did not go there. That's the last thing I want, (laughs) right? Like I just kind of, it definitely stayed in self-pity, but like self-pity over a long period of time will turn into victim mode where you think someone else needs to fix it for you. Yeah. And you're trying to draw attention to your pity. That's victim mode. Thoughts, Annika? Any questions or thoughts? Anything that was interesting? To, did you not know? Or, Well, I like how you said um, self-pity, selfish. Because thinking about all the times in my life, I'm feeling sorry for myself. I am even in victim mode, like you were saying. It's, it's definitely I'm only thinking about myself in that situation. I'm only thinking about what I'm experiencing um, what my circumstances are, how I'm feeling, how this is affecting me. I'm I'm pretty sure if I just could get out of the me, 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 that could maybe already fix half of the problem. I don't know. But it, it is crazy when you said self-pity, selfish, because I was like, oh, yeah, that is so true. It's just all you can think about is yourself yeah. and how you're being affected yeah. by something. And we all know that, like, connection with other people and serving other people is what actually brings us joy and happiness. Yeah. And self-pity just can't help you get there. Mm -hmm. So, but anyway, um, so then I, so that was explaining it. And now let's talk about the antidote to it. Let's talk about like, 
that you have options that once you see that you're going there, it, it, you can now start like counteracting it. Right. Yeah. Um, so like, I feel like these are just some ways to help you recognize it and not fall into the trap because once you're in, it's going to be really hard to get out. And so the first step is awareness. This is self-pity. I'm feeling sorry for myself. This is self-pity. Like recognize what it is that, that it's here and that it's on its way. And like, I don't want to fall into this. And then you, you know, if this is, I mean, we're going to go back to self-compassion because self-pity is a very poor substitute for self-compassion. Self-pity is is kind of like giving up and self-compassion is acknowledging both of them. There's like, whether you're feeling self-pity or self-compassion, you're acknowledging there's a challenging circumstance in my yeah. life. Okay. But self-pity keeps you stuck in it. Self-compassion helps you get out of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But they're both, it's not, self-compassion is not false positivity. I'm not looking to be like, yay, I don't hear. Right, right, right. right. But like a more like, oh, okay, this is a challenge in my life. Most people have one. What can my life be with it? That's good. Right? It's not like, yay, I'm deaf. It's I'm deaf and life gives challenges and this is mine. Yeah. And it's like in this acceptance of like, I'm not super happy about it, but I'm absolutely know that I have power in my life still. Yeah. So it's first like being aware that you're feeling it. Number two is to, um, to acknowledge that life is hard. Life has challenges. Has anything gone wrong? If normal human experience is some negative, is anything wrong? If, if I have hearing loss, when a human experience is 50-50. Right. No. And so this is, you know, like, along with the other people that have challenges, that's, I fit right in. So, right, like, that stops me from isolating myself. Oh, yeah. Like, where that could have helped me is, like, that night when I'm, like, isolating myself. Like, I'm the only one who can't hear in this room. And these women are all talking and, like, connecting. And I'm not. Okay, but, like, there's times when they have a challenge, right? Right. right? Like they're not all free from challenges. My self-pity wants me to think that their lives are perfect and I'm deaf. And I'm deaf. Absolutely. Self-compassion is, mine is just apparent right now that everybody has them. Yeah. Right? So good. Um, So it's just acknowledging that life has challenges and this is one of mine. Nothing's gone wrong. Um, and then, um, you know, and like, so again, like self-compassion is things happen, things happen. And then self-pity is why me? I see. Right. I see. Yeah. So, and then, and then the next step is like, again, in self-compassion, talking to yourself like you would a friend who's going through that. Right. And so if it, if it was you, Annika, like I'll be, you'll be my friend. Yeah. If this was you telling me that this was you, I'd say, but is like not to make you happy about it, but like, but ev- look at how awesome is it that like you rarely run out of battery on your hearing aids, yeah. right? Like this is not something that you're going to keep struggling with. This was a day, a kind of a rare circumstance where you didn't have an outlet to charge uh, throughout the day. So that's kind of cool just to know that like on a daily basis, you handle this really well. 
your hearing loss. Yeah. Like you actually have a lot of awesome tools that this isn't something that you have to experience all the time. Right. Although it isn't fun right now. Right? Like helping me keep my thoughts empowering. Right. Right? It's not, it's not false positivity. It's okay. It's everything's fine. It's like, no, this is a challenge. Totally get that it's a challenge. But also human experiences, we get challenged. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's my thoughts about self-pity and like why you might want to get out of the party when it happens as soon as possible. Because again, like whatever you focus on grows, if you're focused on all of the terrible things in your life, guess what? They'll grow. Yeah. They will grow. I mean, this could be like, honestly, I could make this a huge big deal in my life. I know you could. I know. If I wanted to, I totally could. Yeah. But self-compassion helps me not. I don't have to resist it so bad. And it's a perfect example of leading back to, well, do you want to be empowered or do you want to be a victim? Do you want to have control? And do you, do you want to need control or do you want to just be okay and know you'll be safe no matter what? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, just as you were talking about that, I was like, wow, it's so it's like so fun almost in the very beginning of self-pity to start feeling self-pity like it's kind of fun to Why indulge it I don't right? know but I was thinking that I, was I like, think there might so be a little fun. dopamine there it's so fun in the beginning being like oh my gosh the world's against me everyone's against me. you know what I mean this isn't fair mm-hmm. It kind of, I don't know why, but it, I just, it feels good. And it's, then you're drawn into it and then you let, you like indulge on the thoughts for too long. And then it's like, this isn't fun anymore. This is the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. And so right, I was just right. thinking about that. I was like, yeah, it's like fun to get into, but yeah, but doesn't it's, end it's good. really amazing though, to know that like, it, it's just really like the next day after I, went through got through it it was like really cool to know that I didn't have to stay there like that I have the tools to get out I'm always have power over my life no matter what is handed to me I, we always do and I and I I think like a really good question to ask yourself is yes you're deaf yes you can't hear right now yes you're not able to do what you want right now what else and make your brain go find what else yeah like be like almost be like I have a I have a client who's an attorney and we like to use like court oh, metaphors yeah. you know like for our brain it's like be be the prosecutor be the defendant of that thought defend it like what else right like question it question it and there's just so much more than just I can't hear right now it's like and I'll hear tomorrow when my hearing aids are charged right You know, one thing that I do look back on that, I mean, although I did definitely get into self-pity, one thing I'm proud of myself is I didn't isolate myself as bad as I could have. For example, like, I'm embarrassed about this and I don't want to tell these women that I can't hear them or whatever and and draw attention to myself. I just got my sleeping bag and I put my hearing aids in the charge in the case and I said, just so you guys know, I literally am deaf right now. And I, and I, we kind of all giggled, but I think they, they talked thinking I could hear and I really couldn't. Right. So it took them a little bit to go, oh, wow, she's being serious. <laughs> like, she can't hear. But I, I could have, like, been – I feel like that kept me out of victim mode because I was just up front with people. I was just – like, instead of hiding it and being embarrassed about it, I just kind of, hey, guys, just so you know, I'm taking my hearing aids out, so bye-bye, <laughs> you know? And so 
I am proud of that because I think my old self would have, the self-pity would have been like, don't talk about it. It's just too embarrassing. Right. You know? That's cool. So, you know, that's there's really a little cool. something I did yeah. that I can be proud of. But That's cool. But I just love, that's what I love about coaching. That's what I love about mindfulness is, is just remembering that you have options and, and self-pity is just an alarm. It's like, once you start feeling sorry for yourself, just go, okay, this, this feeling sorry for myself can lead to self, lead to self-pity. And then I'm going to lead into victim mode and then I'm going to be stuck. So I'd rather just like get out now. Yeah. And, and, and then following self-compassion. And I have a post that I did a long time ago that's kind of talking about how self-pity is a very poor substitute. Might feel good in a minute for a minute to put a lot of attention on yourself, but it's not very uh, long-lasting. And you start feeling very weak and, and small if you stay there very long. So I'll, have, I'll send that to you and you can post that that's on awesome. Instagram. Yeah, that's awesome. So... Sweet. Well, thanks, Mom. Thanks for sharing all of that. I think it's so good for all of us to be aware um, and not let ourselves get too deep into self-pity. Don't join that party because it's really hard to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't don't give outside circumstances so much control in your life because whatever you're thinking is what you create. So this this my hearing loss can be a huge problem or it can be a very small problem. So true. Right? So true. And it was a good little wake-up call that I, I need to keep doing my work to keep it small. I still, I still have lots of wonderful things going right, and I have the ability and the tools to be able to hear. No problem. It's just popped up kind of with, unexpectedly. And, and so it was just a good thing to remember. Yeah. And when it pops up unexpectedly, those are the times where you're like, oh, wow, I'm glad I'm doing the work so it's easier to get out of this. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, good. Thank you, Mom. Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you guys were able to learn all about the self-pity cycle and how the pity party actually isn't a party at all. If you're liking this podcast and you don't follow us on Instagram, go follow us at IDK Let's Ask My Mom. And if you're also enjoying this podcast, please leave us a review. We love you guys and we'll see you next week.